Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Maura Z and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Monday, December 17th, 2018. Today we are reading from the big book. We are in the forward to the first edition on page XIII. Starting with the last line, we are not an organization, reading through to the end of the forward on page XIV. Today's readers are Elaine H. for the 12 Steps, Marcia M. for the 12 Traditions, and readers of the text, Carmela G., Allison L., and Craig F. The reference number for Sunday, December 16th, was 12,305. One, two, three, zero, five. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. And Elaine H., would you please read OA's 12 steps? Uh huh. Yes. Good morning. This is Elaine H. from Dallas. Um, the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood Him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to other compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you, Elaine H. And Marcia M., would you please read the 12 traditions of OA? Yes, can I be heard? Yes, thank you. Hi, this is Marcia M. from Bloomington, Minnesota, and these are the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal inventory depends upon OA unity. 
two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me do service, and I pass. Thank you, Marcia M. So how does our meeting work? Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and the literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. At about two minutes and 50 seconds, I'll give a general reminder for you to wrap up, but do please time yourself. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute your phone. And once you are done sharing, please let us know by saying pass, and then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the person speaking should be muting. muted. Today we resume our study of the big book and we are in the forward to the first edition. We are on page XIII with the very last line, we are not an organization. We will be reading through to the end of the forward, ending on page XIV. And I will now ask Ms. Carmela G. to please start reading for us. Good morning, Carmela. Good morning. Thank you so much, Maura. This is Carmela G. from New York. We are not an organization in the conventional sense of the word. 
There are no fees or dues whatsoever. The only requirement for membership is an honest desire to stop drinking. We are not aligned with any particular faith, sect, or denomination, nor do we oppose anyone. We simply wish to be helpful to those who are afflicted. We shall be interested to hear from those who are getting results from this book, particularly from those who have commenced work with other alcoholics. We should like to be helpful to such cases. Inquiry by scientific, medical, and religious societies will be welcomed. Alcoholics Anonymous. Well, I must have read this book about four or five times before I realized things. The one thing that is for sure is the honesty, an honest desire to stop drinking. Honesty is the first principle that we live by, and we must have honesty. And for years, I have deceived myself thinking I was an honest person, but the reality was I was lying. This program taught me how to be truly honest and really look into self and be willing to admit things. But next is the organizations, religious, medical, religious, all of the organizations are supporting this program and speaking of the value of this program in the back in the appendices. You have the medical view, the religious view, the Lasker Award, and lastly, Appendix 6, How to Get in Touch with AA. It's all there. The medical view, there are multiple physicians supporting the wonderful work of this. Several psychiatrists and a neurologist, all supporting this program. The religious view, we don't have a specific religion we would follow, but the reality is if we follow this program, that appendix tells us that it will enhance the religion that we so choose to follow. Everything is an enhancement. The Alaska Award The Public Health Association congratulates this group, supports this group because of the wonderful work it does for society and communities. And lastly, if we need resources, where to go? Intergroup. Intergroup in AA has a hotline, a call-in line. This is our support system. We must do the work. We are the walking book. Once we learn the steps and work and live in this book, 
we live the steps every day, this is how we can deliver the message and bring service. Thank you for allowing me to do service and to share. I pass. Thank you, Carmel and Sue. And so I'll open it up now to anyone who wants to share. Please press star one and give me your first name, your last initial one time, and I will say it right back to you. Charles Hold on C. Charles Larry K. Larry K. Siobhan Leslie W. Harlan G. Siobhan. Somebody Lance. W. That was Lance. Leslie. Leslie W. Kathy K. Kathy K. Harlan we'll there. Charles H. Larry K. Siobhan C. Leslie W. Lance. I don't know your initial. Kathy K. Charles H. Please go ahead. Everyone else, would you please press star one to mute your phone? Thank you very much. Good morning, Charles. My big Good brother. Morning. Can you hear me, my little sis? I can. <laughs> All right, that's great. I just wanted to wait to clear up. You know, see, I want I want to punch the clock on where it says um, we would like to hear from those who are. I don't know. I'm paraphrasing from those who are getting results, and and, and I want to punch the clock on that. Um, so been listening to this meeting for you know a few a, a few hot minutes now. And um, the results that I'm getting is some type of emotional sobriety. I really don't care about the weight loss. It ain't, it ain't really that sufficient to me like that, right? Like, like not caring about sounding like somebody important. Um, you know, uh, 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 trying to be like a, a spiritual Ebby because you know what? Ebby don't get a lot of credit, right? But Without Ebby, there would be no Bill. Without Bill, you already know there wouldn't be no Bob, right? So, like, just being behind the scenes and being great and being and being greatly indebted to those that um, know the book more than me, right? And, and, and just like some humility, I wonder who brought the message to the great Billy Graham. They don't get credit. They, they're not in the headlines. But those who, who, who shine from within don't need the spotlight. And... and and that's the great news that I'm getting today, emotional sobriety, not trying to sound all educated, not trying to sound all big bookish, because it's one day at a time, right? And 1201, I turn into a pumpkin. I'm grateful for those that know more than me. I'm grateful for those that don't know more than me. And I'm grateful for me today, because God is not finished with me yet. And with that, I pass. Thank you very much, my Yankee constituents. <laughs> Thank you, Charles. <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, New York is in the house. Larry K, Mister Chicago hey. Land. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Maura. Good morning. Thanks for your service. Um, boy, we're a diverse group, which I love. I love it. So, uh, set my timer here. Yeah, you know, it says we're not allied with any particular faith, sect, or denomination, nor do we oppose anyone. So all a person needs is um, the open-mindedness and the willingness to believe, you know, that we believe. You know, if you can say that, yeah, it sounds like you believe, and I believe that you believe, that, that's probably enough. You know, one thing the fellowship is not is it's not some sort of missionary for, for a, a religious affiliation or practice. We, you know, now, we don't oppose any religion, neither do we support one. This thing was designed by our, 
our, our, our pioneers as a spiritual program of action, and it was intended to help us to become awakened to a power greater than ourselves. Now, what that power looks like, what name you prefer to call it or not call it, how you choose to communicate with that power or not communicate with that power. Well, as for me, you know, I, I keep this information in a, in a special file. I, I got it labeled in big red letters. It's called none of my damn business what, how, what, you, what, you, you, know, what you uh, uh, affiliate with in terms of religion or no religion. Now, if you have an honest desire to stop eating, you're welcome to hang out with us. There's no hierarchy here. Just know we're a, a diverse group of junkies. You can, you can make up, you, in fact, you can make your own membership card. Mine's in crayon on a napkin, I think, somewhere. What and in it, the it, name of God are you talking about, sir? You fucking stoned so, or <laughs> so, I might just be. So we learn here that we simply wish to be helpful to those who are afflicted. And I don't, I don't bully anyone. I don't judge anyone and try not to. I don't force the solution on anyone. No guilt trips. I don't, I don't try to judge. I came here sick. <laughs> There's other people on this line that, you know, that may or may not be sick like me. I try to stay clear of gossip. I, I'm, I not, mean, I, I'm not, not part of the, um, That's an not exercise. Part of the OA. Fucking hell. Not part of the OA debate. I won't beat anybody over with the, you know, their head with the big book. I don't evangelize. I have one code, and that, that code is love and tolerance for others. That gentleman, love and tolerance. Now, you know, we're made up of a group of addicts, some of whom, whom have changed as a result of working the steps, others who are still in the process of change, others who have no intention of changing, and they're self-loathing. You can hear when someone doesn't feel very good about themselves. So depending on who you've been chatting with recently, you can come away, you know, with the direct impression, the distinct impression that you're, we're, we're an imperfect fellowship made of flawed human beings, and you'd be right. Just keep swimming. Trust in the process. Just carry your buckets of water each day, trudging up the hill. With that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Larry, very much. And yes, we are all sick and we can pray for each other. Siobhan C., your turn, followed by Leslie W. Hi, good morning. Where may I be heard? Yes. Oh, okay, great. Um, good morning, family. This is Siobhan C., and um, uh, my name means God is gracious in Gaelic, and that's been my experience in retrospect. Um, so I wanted I'm so grateful that there are no dues or fees whatsoever you know I had come from um, my experiences for the last 47 years until I got recovered this year in five days um, was that I had paid so much money to try to heal this you know I had um, oh gosh I mean uh, you know, my proceeds from a, a multi-million dollar property had all gone to this. I down to the ground, burned down to the ground. Um, also in an outside issue that I healed as well. But I mean, I, I just $30,000 machine, energy machine to help me figure out this and like nutritionists and all that stuff. I was so grateful that it didn't cost me anything to come here. And I came here. I came to this very uh, phone meeting, Visions for You. 
And um, I came in October, and five days later, I was I was healed completely. And um, and you know, um, I had the, the really I had a privil- a really unique privilege yesterday, where I was asked by I I do a lot of public speaking in Los Angeles, and um, I was asked to speak at a, a pretty um, well known, very respected meeting yesterday on this very issue. And uh, someone, a celebrity, was there in, in hoodie. And asked me if I would. Um, he got my number. I announced my number because I wanted people. I didn't want anyone to be have to come up to me and get it. Um, and I'll just do that right now. Three one zero three one. Siobhan, please. This is yeah. not the time that we announce numbers. Well, that's done at a later time in the meeting. Okay, please don't sure. do that. Sure. I just. Share. I, and okay, and I stay just, to I, the topic and subject I, we read today, please. I, Okay, thank you that for that. Um, I I allow myself to be directed by spirit. And my spirit called me to share that, but. I'll be directed by you right now for the for the group conscience. Um, so the only requirement, and just I just want to go back to the exact word that I am sharing on. There are no dues or frees whatsoever, and so I'm sharing on that that uh, there's a celebrity who was required to pay a lot of money to a particular church for celebrities in Los Angeles, and. I watched this person plunk down a lot of money. Now, I, this person, to be helpful, is our only aim. It says, no, it says that oh, that's actually 89, the last sentence in the chapter devoted to tw- uh, working with others. But here it says, we simply wish to be helpful. One of the ways that I'm helpful to people is I try to make, help their life be more relaxed, easier, and not struggling. So, for example, if I hear somebody who seems agitated or hysterical, I, I just give them what they want. I let them be right, you know, because I just want to be happy. And I want them to be happy, too. And sometimes them being right makes them happy. And so, you know, it tells us on 86, we relax, we take it easy, we don't struggle. This is not meant to be a struggle. If there's precise instructions, then we're actually meant to be relaxed. And thank you. Thank you, Shubhan C. Leslie W., it's your turn, followed by Lance. Thanks, Maura. Thanks for your service this morning. This is Leslie W., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Tennessee. Um, We simply wish to be helpful to those who are afflicted. You know, thank God that that this this particular organization um, is not uh, pushing an agenda, um, no access to grind, right? And so... I, when I first walked in to OA, um, I did feel constantly pushed and pulled in a million different directions. Um, I was a sick person, um, and I needed to belong to something which did not um, expect anything out of me except for a desire to get well. I mean, I, I constantly felt, and I don't know if any of you can relate to this, but I constantly felt pressure in my life, pressure to be perfect, pressure to be a certain way, expectations that I placed upon myself or that others placed upon me. Um, I didn't know who I was. Um, I, I could walk into the rooms of Overeaters Anonymous and breathe a sigh of relief because I knew that I could just be, I could just be, I didn't have to do anything except just be there. And 
God knew that I needed a place to be and, and, and just soak in truth and love, right, from my fellows and, and from this book. Um, I really am so grateful for the people in vision who have brought this book to life for me and showed me what it, le- what it looks like to live a recovered life and not just sit in a room and complain about my problems because that's what I did for many years. I would just sit and cry and, you know, living in that victim mode, but I needed that time. I needed that time to cry. And you know what? There wasn't one person in the rooms of Overeaters Anonymous who said to me, stop your whining, stop your crying. There wasn't one person that ever said that to me. It was a place, and it still continues to be a place of acceptance, love, tolerance for all people, for all people. And for that, I am thankful, and I pass. Thank you, Leslie W. Lance, and would you give us your last initial? It's your turn, then followed by Kathy K. Sure. This is Lance L. I'm a recovered compulsive eater from California. And, uh, wow, it's Monday. It's a beautiful morning. And uh, I thank you for everyone who's opened the lines up and and is sharing this morning. It's really cool that uh, the only requirement here is a desire to stop drinking and eating compulsively. Um, For years before I was tossed this book or before I jumped into the rooms or even came on this line, I had a desire. Um, it was the only thing that I wished for, I, I hoped for, I dreamed for, I prayed for. Um, I was bouncing around in the physical and mental areas of my illness. You know, I, I'd move away from one place. I, I would change um, the diets. I would change, um, you know, how, how much I force one food or, or tried to stop another food or um, I even went to liquid diets and all these things and I tried to physically take myself away from this illness Um, I tried to think my way through the problem and that 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 never never ever worked and I did that for years the desire here um, is stopped by a spiritual solution you know, I'm spiritually ill. You know, it's really neat to see that um, there's no requirement for what my higher power can be. Um, I ate to where my life was impossible. I was not a happy individual, especially on a Monday. Monday is the start of my week. It was a bad, bad day. I usually took Mondays off. I'd check out. Well, no human power can restore me, you know, and I tried. I tried jumping in and out of relationships. Uh, I tried rekindling old relationships, and that kind of thing never worked. You know, it, you know what, what I really love about you people on the line is the only thing you wish to do is to be helpful to those who are afflicted. Well, well, I... I I was neck deep in this thing and drowning. No one is turned away here. 
And when I heard that, I was in such disbelief. I didn't believe it at all. But I was such a loner at that time. Where, yeah, yeah, I had family around. I, I had friends around. But I didn't feel a part of them. And the more and more I forced it, the more and more, uh, you know, they left my life. It's beautiful to know that it's not my God. It's not your God. Time. It's not a- anyone's particular idea of God. What we can do is we can open our minds to anything. Thank you for uh, letting me be um, here this morning. I pass. Thank you, Lancel. Kathy Kay, it's your turn, please, and then we'll open it up again. Thank you, Maura, for your service. It's Kathy Kay, Recovered in Boston. Um, I am really getting a lot out of reviewing these forwards today, uh, uh, this month. And in particular, um, this first paragraph we read uh, reminds me of what happened to me the first day I stepped into the OA rooms. Um, I remember um, hearing a lot of God talk and being very uncomfortable with that. A lot of people sharing about how God had done for them what they could not do for themselves. And I was kind of almost out the door um, after that first meeting, thinking I don't belong here, uh, when a couple of people um, came up to me and, and initiated a conversation. And for some reason, I was willing to speak about my discomfort. And they assured me, they assured me on the spot that... Um, you didn't have to have any particular faith uh, or denomination, um, that it was entirely up to me how I dealt with this. And um, uh, it was just uh, an amazing experience that had me come back to my second meeting. So um, these are important sentences uh, in terms of the conditions we need to create for newcomers um, and the messages we want to say uh, send when we're starting conversations with newcomers. Uh, thank you for letting me share. Take care. Thank you, Kathy Kay. Okay, we are on page X I I I, the forward to the first edition in the big book. And we're starting on the very last line, we are not an organization. And we're reading through to the end of the first edition forward on page XIV. And if you give me your first name and last initial, I will uh, write you down to share. Katie G from Boston. Kim G. Katie S. Kim. Ross. Sandy. Harlan. Somebody R. Nessa R. Nessa R. That's my list. Okay. I have Katie uh, G, Kim G, Russ M, Sandy, no initial yet, Harlan G, and Nessa R. 
Katie G, would you please get us started, followed by Kim G. Thank you. Good morning, Maura. Good morning, my fellows. Katie G, recovered in Boston. And <clears throat> I find it really interesting that it says the only requirement for membership is an honest desire to stop eating. And that means, like everyone's been sharing, like, I can't get kicked out of OA. And that's really good news. Because, you know, I had that feeling when I came into the rooms that if you knew who I was at the core, you would escort me out. And you would have a reason to escort me right to jail. And you guys accepted me and didn't dictate to me and guided me. But the requirement for getting recovered, and, and you all who know the book much better than me, there are musts. There are other big words that I'm not remembering <laughs> that tell us that, you know, entire abstinence in the steps is what we need to do to heal, right, to get better a day at a time from this um, awful illness that really is the best thing that could ever happen to me. And then honest desire. You know, when I was thinking this morning what that means, I was thinking about, like, you know when, when there's a war and, um, and, and we surrender, right? Like the, um, the people put the white flags up. I don't know what's happened. They're surrendering, right? What am I doing? I'm putting down my weapons. Food was my best weapon. Food was the thing that when I was a little girl and life was happening, food was my magic. Food was the thing that, you know, or being underweight or being you know, um, in control of my body in some way. That was the thing that was going to fix me. And when I put those down entirely, when I'm fearless and I say to someone, this is what I'm doing with food. This is what I'm thinking about food. Food is my best friend. Please, like, help me. Tell me what to do. I'm, I'm, I'm completely open. And the best part of that, although it's brutal and painful and scary, is that when I break open that God can come in. And when I have had those moments of surrender later in program, like when I was going to work and exercising bulimically and, and, and being paid for it, and I called someone who's not even in this program anymore, I don't think, and told her what was going on, like God, God looked at me and was like, okay, we can do this, Katie. We can do this. Step one, no power, no choice, no control. Let's do it. You know, so am I willing to question daily my willingness to be honest, to lay down my weapons and say, okay, God, this too, this too. And it's just a privilege to be doing this another day and learning with all of you. With that, I pass. Thank you, Katie G. Kim G, it's your turn, followed by Russ M. Good morning, Laura. Good morning, everyone. My name is Kim G from, um, from South Jersey. I'm going to go on that same line. Um, the only requirement for membership is an honest desire to stop drinking. You know, I think it's interesting sometimes to go back to the back of the book and read the long form. So the long form of that tradition, Tradition 3, is our membership ought to include all who suffer, suffer from alcoholism, hence we may refuse none who want to recover. You know, and what, what does that mean to suffer from alcoholism? You know, the doctor's opinion, we learn that diagnosis. It includes having an allergy in the body and a mental twist. 
Therefore, if you don't have the outrage of the body or the mental twist, then you're not a, a, a true compulsive overeater. You know, many people have eating problems, but this fellowship is for people who suffer from alcoholism. And that's important. That's important to know what it means to suffer and to know what it means to be a real compulsive overeater. And it means, this book talks about it, the moderate eater, the heavy eater, and the real compulsive overeater. So I just want to point out a couple places where it makes that differentiation if that's what the membership is trying to include is those who suffer. So on, on page 34, it says, whether such a person can quit on a non-spiritual basis depends upon to the extent which he has already lost the power of choice of whether he will drink or not. So I think to myself, you know, if I can come into Overeaters Anonymous and just use the tools and just get a food plan and talk about my feelings, that's not a spiritual solution. So maybe I have an eating problem, but I don't suffer from alcoholism. I don't need these 12 steps. It also talks about on page 21, when it talks about the, the heavy year, it says that it's a sufficiently strong reason, ill health, falling in love, change of environment, or the warning of a doctor becomes an operative, the man may also stop or moderate it, although he may find it difficult. So if I'm hearing people in the rooms who can stop without the 12 steps, if I'm hearing people in the rooms that say that they can, they, after a while they can go back and they can moderate and eat their binge foods, then they're not the real compulsive overeater. And that's important because, once again, everyone is welcome in Overeaters Anonymous. But if I am a real compulsive overeater, if I am someone who suffers from alcoholism, I need to seek out those people that are real compulsive overeaters as mentors. You know, I can be friendly with everyone in OA, but if I am dying of this disease, I need to find people who have the allergies of body and the mental twist. And as a recovered woman, I am friendly and have fellowship with everyone who is in OA, but I am seeking out those people who suffer from compulsive overeating as described in the big book for those that I can help also recover. So I think it's very interesting to kind of dig into these, um, these traditions as to who, what is this fellowship's goal? And its goal is to help those who suffer from alcoholism. And with that, I pass. Spot on. Thank you, Kim G. Russ M., followed by Sandy, no last initial yet. Good morning, my brother. Good morning, Mark. Russ M., recovered compostable reader outside of Philly. So honest desire. You know, I think about my whole life. You know, I knew I had issues with food. I couldn't put my finger on it. I didn't know what the hell was going on. You know, I sabotaged my life. I, I couldn't control my life. You know, I, I couldn't, ma I, you know, I was maladjusted to life. I come in a room and people just said, look, Russ, we're good. We'll help you. Not, not, uh, honey, baby, uh, we'll get, keep eating your foods or, uh, it's okay to do that as long as you're not hurting anybody. No, 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 no. They said, we accept you, but, you know, this is how it's got to get done. This is how it's going to get done. And that I appreciate that so much that people are not afraid to give me the truth. My, my fellows are not afraid to say, look, if you ain't working the steps, if you ain't living in 10, 11, and 12, if you didn't have a, the most honest inventory, you're going to eat again, dude. And that, you know, that has set me free. Now, I ain't, you know, obviously, you know, I ain't perfect. And I battled 
certain other demons every day. I battle myself every day like everybody else. But at least we have this beautiful spiritual program of action, man. We got this in our pocket. We have it in our heart now that we can, we can live every day, whatever comes at us. We have, we have a, a solution, you know. God is with us every day through this beautiful program. And our reliance becomes on him. Not even the 12 steps, not even the fellowship, not even the big book, but it becomes re- reliance on God through this, through this. So, yeah, honest desire, I don't know. You know, I, yeah, I desired it for about 40 years, but I wasn't willing to be truthful. So this is what this program has done for me. And, uh, you know, we just got to keep on coming back and helping each other. Love you guys. Have a beautiful day. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Russ M. Sandy, it's your turn, followed by Harlan G. And would you give us your last initial, Sandy? Definitely. Sandy S., as in Sandy, from Asheville, North Carolina, recovered. And what jumped out at me is um, we should like we should like to be helpful. I think um, where is it? We simply wish to be helpful. It's, oh, wait, I'm on the wrong page. <laughs> I, I, I. Let me just get there. Okay. Well, anyway, let me just say about being helpful. I, I think that a lot of times I don't know when I'm lying to myself or I don't know when I'm doing things that are self-destructive. And, um, you know, really having the guidance of a recovered compulsive overeater has been so helpful with the 10 steps and the 11 steps. And... Also, what's tricky for me is being helpful to other people. I truly want to be helpful to people who are afflicted. And sometimes I find I'm controlling. Sometimes I find I'm judgmental without even knowing it. So what's truly helpful is to realize, yeah, I'm an imperfect person. My intention is to be loving and to set healthy emotional boundaries and to really, you know, just be helpful to other people, not be their higher power but just to be helpful. And I want to just say it's it's a challenge for me. And I really pray each day for God to speak through me, to speak through me on this line, to speak through me when I speak to other people, and to really help me have ears that are open to what other people share. And uh, I think there's just one other thing I wanted to share that someone else said about we forged the weapons that turned against us And in addition to the food, the biggest weapon I used against myself was self-hate, this relentless self-criticism. And I really, that's a character defect that I'm powerless over as much as food. And I really ask God each day to help me see the truth about myself, to see what's good about me, as well as, you know, the problems, and to help me with gratitude and appreciation. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Sandy S. Harlan G., it's your turn, followed by Nessa R. Thank you, Maura, and thank you to Team Monday for making this meeting possible. The big book was written in 37 and 38, and this was written in 1939. And the only requirement for membership is an honest desire to stop drinking, but we noticed that in the traditions, they made him yank that word honest out. And one of the reasons that the 
word honest was yanked out of there is they no longer wanted to qualify your desire. Maybe you were here because your wife said she'd leave you or your husband said he'd leave you if you didn't stop drinking or your kids or your boss. They didn't care. They figured, come on in, come on in. But let's take it a little further. 1939, the big book comes out and says the only requirement for membership is an honest desire to stop drinking. 1941, days before Pearl Harbor, Irma Lavoni in Los Angeles, California, receives a letter from Morty Joseph and Frank Randall, the heads of the intergroup in Los Angeles, asking her never to come back to another meeting. And Irma Lavoni writes a letter to Bill Wilson in New York, never comes back to another meeting, and dies of her alcoholism. She was a fallen woman. They didn't want her in their midst. They kicked her out of, o, of AA in Los Angeles. Morty Joseph and Frank Randall made it very clear, you are never to come back. They also put in something about, if you want to talk to us about this, blah, blah, blah but she died of her alcoholism. We also see the tremendous influence. Now, yesterday, the story, A Different Slant, was mentioned in the special edition, and that was written by Jimmy Burwell. He was an atheist at this time. He later qualified himself as a militant agnostic. But Jimmy Burwell was not having this God stuff. He was an atheist. And so he fought very hard for some of these words that you're seeing here. Him and Bill locked horns many, many times. So when we walk into a meeting of alcoholics, of, excuse me, of Overeaters Anonymous, we are walking in here on the shoulders of giants. Some, like Irma Lavoni, are cautionary tales. Some, like Jimmy Burwell and the rest of them, are people that we follow after because of what they did. But we have a program that came about as the result of much pain and much misery. Now, the tradition started coming out in Grapevine in 45 and 46. The book uh, 12, and it was passed in 1950 in Cleveland. The 12 and 12 is going to be written in 51, published in 53, 51 and 52, published in 53. But this was prior to any of that. So we are in here on the shoulders of Irma Lavoni, who died of her alcoholism because they Time. wrote her a letter kicking her out. With that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thanks, Harlan. Sorry I missed your gentle reminder. Um, Nessa R., it's your turn, please. Thank you. Good morning, Vision for You. This is Nessa R. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada, and a lot has been said on the honest desire to uh, stop drinking being the requirement for membership. But, you know, it's such an important subject. Um, and I just want to focus on the word membership. And it's membership in what? Uh, it's membership in the fellowship, you know, to come to our meetings, to um, um, look through the membership list, to pick up phone numbers and people to call. Um, and the fellowship is, is very important. Um, I, however, when I came in, I made it the most important um, to the point I, I was going to a ton of meetings. I had a ton of phone numbers. I made a ton of phone calls, um, but I didn't recover. Uh, I didn't recover at all uh, for the first nine years in, in, um, in a way. 
And, you know, the reason is because I did have the desire, but I didn't do the work. And I, this is what, for me, the word honest um, um, exemplifies its action. If I'm honest about my desire, I'm really, I'm really ready and willing to, to take the action re- required. And, you know, and I guess I got confused in thinking that the membership, the, the, the fellowship was it. I have learned in recovery um, since then that uh, the membership, the fellowship is very important as a support as we recover. You know, being immersed in a, in a, in a message of recovery is very important while we are so struggling with a mental obsession, but that alone would not lead to recovery. It is a requirement for membership, and as has been said before, it's not a requirement for recovery. There's only two requirements for recovery. One is entire abstinence, as it says in the doctor's opinion. You know, the only relief we have to suggest is but entire abstinence, referring to the allergy of the body. And the other requirement is that the working of these steps, as outlined in the big book, every day of my life, um, in order to to uh, to uh, keep off the mental obsession, those are the only requirements for for recovery. Uh, fellowship alone will not do it. And it's 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 proof of that is that at the beginning of this movement there was no fellowship. I mean, unless I guess you can call Bill and Bill and Bob together a fellowship to one another, but there was really no fellowship um, to speak of. And people recovered. People recovered. You know, when this book was printed. Um, and it was used in far-flung areas of the United States where there were no other um, uh, people practicing the steps. People did recover. So the fellowship helps us while we're going through the recovery process, but it is not the recovery process. Um, and with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Nessa R. We have about six minutes, so we could take two, make that five minutes, two, two and one and a half minute shares. Who would like to share? Jody Kelly S. And did I hear a Jody? Yes. Is that Jody EQ? Yes. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, Kelly S. and Jody EQ. Go ahead, Kelly. Thanks, Mara. This is Kelly S. Uh Uh-oh. Excuse me. Kelly? Kelly, dear, you are breaking up really bad. Like we cannot understand you. Can you can you do something to clear that up? Can you hear me better? No, it's really garbled. Do you want to call back in, and we'll have Jody EQ go first? Yeah, that'd be great. Oh, and now I can hear you. Okay, well then I'll share. <laughs> oh, please um, do. Okay, sorry. Kelly S., Recovered Compulsive Eater in Oklahoma. I'm grateful to be on the line today and just wanted to share real quick that um, piggybacking on pretty much what everybody else had already said about the only requirement for membership is an honest desire to stop drinking. Um, you know, I've been around these rooms for 30-something years, and what I, uh, my honest desire, what I realized over time was I just really wanted an honest desire I had to stop the consequences of my compulsive overeating. Um, I never really wanted to stop eating. I thought I did, however. Um, but, you know, it took what it took. It took me being around these rooms to uh, finally get that gift of desperation to practice my disease over and over and over to realize um, that I had this spiritual malady. However, I'm just so grateful today that that is the only requirement because, you know, I never felt like I didn't belong here. 
And if I had left, I would have never heard this message, right? And so, yeah, it took me 30-something years. Do I wish it would have happened earlier? Yeah, but guess what? It happened when it happened. And I'm 56 today, and I have neutrality with food. I'm living in the solution. I'm learning to do life. And if in those 30 years I had come in here and they're like, well, unless you stop right this minute, you're out of here. I don't know where I'd be. I'm sure I'd be dead. So, you know, I'm grateful that it took what it took. I'm grateful that, you know, that I could come to these rooms and I had a place to go, that I felt safe, that I felt that there was a connection until I was willing to hear the real solution and until I was willing to accept that I was the real compulsive overeater, as was shared earlier. That was the thing I wasn't willing to hear and do and then to do what I needed to do because I was the real compulsive overeater, which was work these instructions out of this book. So grateful today that is the requirement. And again, what I have to remember is the only requirement for my membership is a desire to stop drinking, but that doesn't mean that's what will get me the answers from this book, the solution in this book. I can stay in the fellowship. I may not necessarily get recovered. And for me today, grateful I'm following the instructions and I am recovered today. Thanks, Mara. I pass. Thank you, Kelly S. Jody EQ, you will be our last share today. Thank you, Mara. Good morning, You've everybody. Got two minutes. Okay. Jody EQ in California, gratefully recovered. So this tradition, the only requirement for membership is an honest or not honest desire to stop drinking is extremely important to me. When I walked into my first meeting in 1988, I was at my ideal weight. And yet I knew deep in my soul that I was home. On page 33, it says, to be gravely affected, one does not necessarily have to drink a long time, nor take the quantity some of us have. I think we have to be careful about judging whether or not anyone is a real compulsive overeater. If I think I am, if I know I am, and it doesn't appear that way, or perhaps I can eat some food that you cannot, I'm still a real compulsive overeater, and I, and I'm, I have a membership here. Um, we are all different, and we all look different. OA members come in many sizes and shapes and colors, and it's for me to decide if I am a, a, a real compulsive overeater or not. And if I have a desire to stop eating compulsively, I have a seat here. We say that this disease is progressive, and in my experience, it has been. And I'm just really grateful that no one said to me, you don't look like a real compulsive overeater or or you can eat um, that and you, you call yourself a real compulsive overeater. Gentle no, reminder. That's, that's for me to determine with honesty and with a sponsor and God. With that, I pass. Thank you, Jody EQ. Thank you to everyone who shared today. And please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following our closing. And uh, today's share ID. 12,307-12307, excuse me. And I will now ask Allison L. to read 
from page 164, and we will follow that with the serenity prayer. Allison L. Good morning. This is Allison L., Recovery Compulsive Eater in Ohio. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order, but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you. Until then, 